Welcome to the Nourish Sensitive Podcast, where we come together as highly sensitive, empathic, and intuitive women to overcome lifelong struggles with food, body, and nutrition. I'm your host, Leah Tarleton, registered dietitian nutritionist, mind-body nutrition expert, and fellow HSP empath and healer. At the Nourish Sensitive, we believe that sensitive women can only be at their best and using their gifts to heal the world when they are nourished on all levels of mind, body, and spirit in a way that is as unique as their sensitive soul. So get cozy, find your inner calm, and then get ready to transform your relationship with food and body and be nourished. By the time this is over, I want you one step closer to fully loving food, life, and loving your sensitive self. Hey guys, welcome to the Nourish Sensitive Podcast for episode two. I hope you like my new intro music. I've been playing a little bit around with how I want the podcast to sound. And today on episode two, we're going to talk about the difference between an ordered relationship with food and body and a disordered one. So on episode one, if you remember, we define what it means to be highly sensitive and explore the ways in which HSPs are different when it comes to their health. And I think that this second episode is a really timely topic and follow-up to that conversation. So why is this even important? When it comes to escaping a diet mentality and finding true nourishment and well-being as a sensitive woman, there is no better time than now to sort through all of the noise and come to a better understanding of what it means to be a skilled and ordered eater. You know, this topic is important because there's a lot of noise out there about nutrition and in my opinion, not enough wisdom. Sensitive women like me, we know that when the noise gets too loud, even if it's meant to be helpful, it doesn't, it often does more harm than good. So as uniquely sensitive souls, we need to find better ways to get the information we need about our health about our diet without causing ourselves overwhelm, sensory overload, or sending ourselves into some kind of negativity. Also, there's a lot of information out there about nutrition that is not only overwhelming, but it's false and it can even be harmful, causing many women to judge, shame, and even feel guilty about what they eat and how they look. So that's why I'm bringing you this topic now because I believe that no woman deserves that and it's a really important conversation that we need to be having. From this episode, I'd really like you to walk away feeling a deeper level of self-trust and personal empowerment in your ability to nourish yourself without needing to do a bunch of research and listen to a ton of expert advice, quote unquote. I'd also really love for you to walk away knowing the key features of ordered versus disordered eating so you can protect yourself and maintain a healthy relationship with food and your body for life. So with that said, let's go ahead and jump into the topic. So first we're going to talk about the definition of disordered eating and just establish some basic concepts around this idea that our eating can become disordered over time. Okay, so first it's really important to know that there is a difference between disordered eating, which is a descriptive term 
for a set of behaviors, and an eating disorder, which is a diagnostic or clinical set of criteria. And the important distinction between these is to also know that anybody can have disordered eating habits, but not everyone has an eating disorder because of that. Full-blown eating disorders like anorexia or bulimia are less common than disordered eating. Many otherwise healthy people who have never had an eating disorder um, can have disordered eating and may not even know it because it's very normal. So I wanted you guys to know that just starting out the difference between an eating disorder and disordered eating. You see, there's this thing called diet culture that is really the predominant culture surrounding food, body, and nutrition in our modern society. And if you haven't heard of it, that's okay. But it is a conversation that is happening more and more on the airwaves these days, this idea of diet culture. We're not going to get too involved in all the details of that today, but let's just say that Diet culture can make you feel like a fish in a water bowl. And what do I mean by that? You know, when you ask the fish, aka you, what water, aka diet culture is, it's sort of meaningless because to the fish, the water is all there is. Um, when you're trapped in a diet culture and experiencing its effects, whether that's disordered eating or poor body image, you're just like that fish in a water bowl. It's all you know, so you don't question it or even see it as a problem. You don't question that a lot of people are dieting to lose weight and 99% of them are gaining it back. And you probably don't question that many of us make up arbitrary rules for what to eat and not to eat that have no actual connection to true health and nourishment. These are just a few of the elements of diet culture that keep us trapped in disordered eating as a society without a lot of us even knowing it. And it can put you at a higher risk, not only of poor health and well-being, but the actual development of an eating disorder, since disordered eating exists on a kind of spectrum from less severe to more severe. Sometimes the most obvious and important realities are the hardest to see, so don't be too hard on yourself if you Realize that maybe you have a little bit of trouble with food and didn't think about it before. This is about becoming more conscious, becoming more aware, and, be and healing in our food and body relationship. So let's talk about the definition of disordered eating. It's a little trickier to sort of define or characterize disordered eating because it's a lot less precise than pointing out an eating disorder in terms of what exactly we look for, and what signs are most common in the most people. It's important to realize that the level of disorder exists on a spectrum, and it has a lot to do with how severely certain ways that you're relating to food or body are impacting your life, your well-being, and your health. So I'll just give you the way that I personally define disordered eating, but keep your mind open because like I said, it's hard to wrap your head around this. So the way that I personally define disordered eating and you can define it in your own way as well, I define disordered eating as any eating behavior or thought that takes more than it gives in terms of life energy and that malnourishes rather than nourishes. Okay, so 
Let me just say a little bit more about that to make it more clear. In order to understand disordered eating, we have to realize that even behaviors and habits around food and body that we believe are healthy, right? Something that we read in a magazine or our doctor tells us may not actually be healthy for us if it is depleting our life energy, causing us to become, you know, obsessed with things or causing malnourishment in other areas of our life. This is a bit of a PhD level idea, um, but let me summarize it by saying this. If eating an apple makes you happy and truly satisfies you, then its nutrient or nourishment power is a million times greater than if you hate eating apples and only eat it because it's healthy. Or let me say it a different way. If eating a cupcake and truly savoring it slowly and mindfully gives you a good feeling of nourishment and pleasure, who am I to tell you that it's not healthy? So the point is that good health and being skilled as an eater and getting away from disordered eating is not just about nutrition or nutrients, but actual nourishment. I'm going to trust that you get what I'm saying here. And if not, we can expand on it in future episodes. So the bottom line is that there's a difference between an eating disorder and disordered eating. The second is certainly more common than the first, and it's often hidden where many people that have disordered eating may not even realize that that is their problem. It's hard to see this reality because we are all living in a culture that we take for granted and don't realize is harmful and we call that diet culture. Diet culture incentivizes and rewards disordered more than ordered eating and it puts thinness over everything, including true health and nourishment. And disordered eating can be defined as any eating behavior or way of thinking that takes more than it gives in terms of life energy and that malnourishes rather than nourishes. So next we're going to jump into some of the key signs from my own research that may indicate a disordered relationship with food and body. And this, the idea here is to help you understand what you might need to look for and consider in yourself if you're just beginning your healing journey. One of the number one signs of a disordered relationship with food and or body is dieting, okay? Especially chronic dieting where you're always going on and off the wagon, quote unquote, and especially with the sole goal of losing weight. This is probably the most common sign that I would see out there of disordered eating in the population. The number two sign is a feeling of lack of control or the need to be in control with food and or body, leading you to do things like binge eat, emotionally eat, and compulsively overeat. So those are some behaviors that can come out of this uh, thing, feeling of lack of control or needing to be in control with food. Sign three is a preoccupation or an obsession with food and or body where the thoughts are, are frequent, they're overwhelming, they're typically negative, self-judging, or fearful. And there's often also a sense of perfectionism in this area that takes all the joy out of food and makes it into about eating perfectly as if there is some perfect way of eating that actually exists for all humans everywhere. 
Which really sounds silly when you say it out loud, but this is something a lot of people struggle with and don't realize it, and that's diet perfectionism. The number four sign is a preoccupation with body appearance and weight, where thoughts of body are frequent and they're typically negative, self-judging, or just fearful about, you know, becoming fat or things like that. And the fifth sign, you know, there are other signs that may indicate a disordered relationship with food and body. Um, some of these might be weight fluctuations, stomach and digestive issues, anxiety, depression, social withdrawal, loss of your period or your menstruation. And there's probably many more as well. But these are the five big ones that I see a lot when I'm when I've been looking into disordered eating. So with these signs in hand, you can ask yourself where your relationship with food and body stands. But I do ask that you do it compassionately. If you struggle with any of these things, judging and labeling yourself harshly as a quote-unquote disordered eater isn't going to do you any good. The idea about these signs is self-awareness, not self-judgment. Recognize also that you are not alone if you have a disordered relationship with food or body. These problems are epidemic in our society, but we're looking to be the change that we want to see in the world and we're looking to have empowered thoughts so that we can truly heal ourselves and heal others. So the bottom line is that there are at least five signs that point strongly to a disordered relationship with food and body. These include chronic dieting, feeling out of control with food, troubling eating behaviors like binge eating, overeating, emotional eating, a negative preoccupation with food and body, and many other signs that can be significant to health. So determining your relationship with food and body should be a healing process, not a self-shaming, disempowering one. Just know that you are not alone and there's nothing wrong with you if you struggle with these things. Okay, so let's go ahead and talk about what I call ordered eating or what you might also call food freedom, intuitive eating, skilled eating, whatever name works for you or that you're most familiar with. And the idea of exploring this spectrum of disordered to ordered eating begins with this question, and that is, are there some set of standards or practices that teach us not what to eat to be healthy but how to exist as an eater in order to be healthy and well-nourished. In other words, if we know what disordered eating is and what an eating disorder is, what is the opposite of that? What does it mean to be an ordered eater, a, a person who has skills as an eater, who knows how to nourish themselves in a healthy way? And I won't get into everything here because it's such a broad conversation that takes a lot of time to unpack, but here are at least five signs that you have an ordered and healthy, well-nourishing relationship with food and your body. And I'm gonna give you the I'm gonna give you the sign and then I'm gonna give you the opposite of that to show you what a possibly disordered version of that would look like. So the first sign is that you are intentional with food. And this means that you eat because you choose to eat and you're not held back by arbitrary rules or beliefs about food. Now, on the flip side, a possibly disordered version of this would be you eat because you have to eat with no real pleasure or desire for food 
or because you think you should eat a particular food or because you are following a set of rules that tell you what to eat, aka a diet, and what to eat when. Okay? So intentionality is a big part of being an ordered eater. You eat because you are choosing to eat and not because of some arbitrary rule or belief about food. The second sign of ordered eating is consciousness. So this means that you eat with awareness of your body, taking notice of all the sensations of the eating experience. And the flip side to this, a possibly disordered way, would be when you eat, you are frequently totally or partially disconnected from the experience, and either you don't notice you've eaten, you eat very fast, you feel constantly hungry, the food doesn't satisfy you, or you're simply detached or ambivalent about food and eating. So really, uh, an ordered eater is somebody who is very conscious and eating with awareness of their body, taking notice of the eating experience and really picking up on the sensations of that and are not disconnected from food and that experience and typically have a balanced appetite and have pleasure with food and eating and their body. Sign three of an ordered relationship with food is that you are exploratory. So this means that you understand eating to be a learning and an exploration process where diet and body are constantly changing. And these are never, your, your body and your diet is always changing and it's never 100% satisfied by any one diet all the time. Okay, so the flip side to this, the possibly disordered flip side, is that you would understand eating to be about getting it right or finding the perfect diet that's going to solve all of your health woes, your body image, and you just don't experiment with food in an open manner. You just want someone to tell you what to eat, so to speak. So sign three, being exploratory, really opening yourself up to the idea that food is fun and nutrition is fun and we can explore it with curiosity and not become so wrapped up in the idea that there's some perfect diet out there and you know, this is the way you should eat and all of the stress that comes along with that. Okay, sign four that you have an ordered relationship with food is that you are reflective. And this means that you actually listen for the body's feedback when it comes to eating. You might ask yourself, did this food help or hinder my body? What can be done next time to ensure a more nourishing or fulfilling meal? How did this feel for me? Am I satisfied? So the flip side to this, a possibly disordered flip side to this, is that you ignore your body's needs and signals, and you are not reflective. You often do things that are actively harmful to the body, such as skipping meals, forcing yourself to eat foods that you don't enjoy, or overeating foods that can harm you when eaten in excess. Okay, so being reflective is really all about actively listening to your body, listening for feedback about what foods are good for you, what foods don't work for you, and being very open to that experience rather than being stuck in mindless, um, ignoring your body signals and doing things that are harmful to the body. Okay, and the last sign of an order relationship with food that I'm going to talk about today is liberating. 
And this means that you eat food without worry or self-doubt or self-shame or anything judgmental. Um, and you really, you smile internally or externally when you eat because you feel free with food and you love food and it's delicious and you're not held back, you are free. The possibly disordered flip side to this is that you might, um, eating might be surrounded by lots of worry and self-doubt or, you know, restriction. You don't really enjoy food and you're sort of always planning how you need to eat and it, there's just not a lot of freedom. You haven't let the chains off where food is truly open to you to enjoy and experience. You know, there are so many other ways to describe ordered eating. I could go on all day. I'll just drop some words here for you. Personalized, seasonal, localized, synergistic, communal, intimate, connected, mindful, spontaneous, and joyous. Our relationship with food can be all of these things. And it's our job to really bring those elements into um, that space. So I hope you see that your relationship with food and your body is about so much more than just nutrition and being thin. And that relates to health as well. It's not just about eating the right foods and being thin. Health is so much bigger than that as well. So the bottom line is first that disordered eating exists on a spectrum. It's important to understand what each side looks like and be able to have some language around how healthy your relationship with food and body is so that you can actually be, be assessing yourself um, as you are working on that relationship. There is no right or wrong diet. Any method can be nourishing with the elements of ordered eating taken into account, like awareness, intention, and exploration. It's all about those little details, um, those subtle ways that we relate to food that really make the biggest difference for our health and our nutrition versus some diet that we think is perfect. The other thing here is that nutrition is about more than nutrients and health is about more than thinness. There are many words to describe a healthy relationship with food and body and you should be aware of them so you know where you stand and can be empowered in your own health and well-being. So that's it for today, everyone. I gave you a lot here, so take some time to let it sink in. And if you feel called to, head to my website and let me know what you thought or if you have any questions. You can reach me at www.nourishedsensitive.com forward slash contact, or you can go directly to my Ask a Question page on the website to submit for future podcasts blogs, and community post ideas. And if you love this podcast, I hope you'll join us over on Facebook at the Nourish Sensitive Community. There are private Facebook community and Instagram at the Nourished Sensitive. All right, everyone, that's it for episode two. I can't wait to be back for episode three next week. And I hope you'll stay tuned in with me on the Nourish Sensitive podcast. <laughs>